Greetings, citizens of Earth. You are barking a happy tune with my pal Smurf of Smurf and the Magic Tones on 5280 Geek. Live from the Colorado Festival of Horror, Smurf here, and I have the privilege of talking to one of the greatest writers, movie makers, pop culture envisionists. How about that? Oh my God, my ego just got a little larger. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, above. G. Larry Butler. I I I am a huge fan, and when I when I didn't even know you were going to be a guest when we when we first doing this, I never thought we'd get you, and when you just kind of like I don't know how you fell into our lap, but thank you so much. Are you having a good time so far? Oh, so far I just uh, still finding my way around. It is but, a bit expansive, yeah. and it's a little nuts down there right now as everybody's loading in. So what's uh, what's new? What's going on? Oh my god, too much. <laughs> I just for every year older I get, I get you know for every new wrinkle I get another job, and so I I started you know way back in the '80s, right? And uh, before most of you were born, and I you know now <laughs> yeah, I was around anyway. Well, some of you were around, <laughs> but, uh, so I lately it's just overwhelming. You know, I've, I'm in the middle of four different projects, uh, actually four independent movies and a um, uh, TV series Whoa. called Winning Time from HBO. What's I, it like working for Hobo? Uh, well, it was kind of a miracle. It just fell into my lap. They they wanted a guy named Johnny Most. That's who I auditioned for. Okay. He kind of talks like this. You know, he's from Boston. Okay. And uh, very gravelly, whiskey voice. And I thought, well, I do voiceovers. I do a lot of anime. And so I can do that. That was the easy part. And then he's very, uh, you know, kind of a, he has a lot of mannerisms, especially, mm -hmm. he must be half Italian. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Boston, it's a good chance. Yeah. So I got that down because I'm pretty expansive too. And, and so the, the hardest part was memorizing his speeches. And right. Once I did that, and he's known for it, I, I had to check him out on the web. Okay. And see some of his interviews and stuff, and some of his famous speeches when they won by one point the world championship. And, right. Oh my God! As soon as I nailed that, my agent called me a week later. She said, "Are you sitting down?" She said, "They want you. You don't even have to audition again. You got it on the first read. The biggest agent, biggest casting director in town, Holy is uh, Francine Maisley. It's just she loved you." It's like, oh, my God. So, you know, when I went on set, there was Adrian Brody and Michael Chiklis, Jason Segal, and I was getting pictures with everybody. Like, <laughs> so did it. you get a little starstruck? I mean, were you kind yeah, of just like, well, I... I mean, Chiklis is, I, I mean, I love Chiklis, especially when, um, what was it, The Shield, the cop show that he was? I mean, step aside, of course, yeah. to him being, you know, the thing. Yes. But, I mean, his his work is just phenomenal. I know. I, I was a little bit uh, starstruck, like you said, but not as much as somebody else I'll mention in a minute. But um, he, uh, I talked to him and he said, you're uh, Johnny Moe's, huh? Okay, do Johnny Moe's. Everybody thinks I'm the biggest jerk of the week, but they're the real jerks. Those fellow bastards. You know, I went on and on, and he's like, 
hear Johnny most. And I knew Johnny most. And so I said, you know, we worked together in Eagle Lot years ago. Right. I was too timid to ask you for a picture. So I'm asking now. I said, okay. He said, absolutely. So there's a picture of him, and he's just doing one of these. Nice. I thought, oh, God, yes, I can die now. And then Adrian Brody, I got a picture of him, and Jason Segal, too. And, and somebody was saying, you shouldn't be doing that, you know. Why and I not? said, I'm 72 years old. My Thank God, when am I ever going to get a chance? Exactly. So I don't care if they say no, but I'm at least, if you don't ask, the answer is no. It's a hard no, right? Yeah. So I thought, I'm going to ask. So they were all very gracious about it. Uh, only Adrian Brody said, do not post this just yet. And no, well, yeah, I could have. And of course I knew that. Yeah. Yes, I, so anyway, it was a lot of fun to do. And they uh, surprised me when I was in the middle of uh, doing it. Because I only had like about five or six lines throughout the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so they, uh, they surprised me with two-page dialogue uh, or monologues. Right. And they said, can you do this? And I went, yes. Uh, how much time do I have to learn it? Oh, about 10 minutes. Like, oh. we have two cards. Okay. So they had these gigantic <laughs> two cards. Right. One a far court, one in half court. And they said, we want you to start here and play, you know, play it like you're following the action. So I, I, I've used two cards before in teleprompters. I'm really good at it. Right. Because I don't read from left to right. That's the trick. You go down the middle. Mm -hmm. So I did the whole thing. And 400 extras behind me stood up and gave me a standing O. And I thought, oh, my God. I was so embarrassed. I, I made a mistake, so I didn't turn around and acknowledge it. And somebody said, why did you just insult it more than people? So people came later and they said, we knew Johnny Most. And my God, you are Johnny Most. You're channeling him. It's like, oh, that's the biggest compliment. That is a huge compliment. Oh, God. But then, you know, a month later, I worked with Julia Roberts and Gaslit. I mean, that's when I got starstruck. So she is, I, she, you know, when she enters into a room, that is for sure. Oh, my God. And she's like right across from me. I'm touching her. I'm eye to eye. I'm right. a doctor. It's like, Jesus Christ, you know. Thank so you, God. That, that was when I really got starstruck. <laughs> and I, I got all my lines out, thank God. No, that's nice. <laughs> so what was your first work in the 80s? Because I was, I was researching and I was trying to think of it myself. Um, and I, I was coming up with a blank. Well, what was what I was got the first right thing in the here. 80s? Well, look at that. You, you, you came prepared. Well, I mean, See, guys, this is how you do a proper interview. They come prepared to help you. Just in case you needed it. Oh, look at this. Here we go. You can, you can quiz me on that. <clears throat> yes. But, uh, it started out, you know, like I'm a featured extra. Like everybody. Of course. I worked with Kevin Costa, oh, Ray Dunshaw. Right. were. Okay. In the, you know, the bicycle movie. Uh, yep. So um, what was the name of it again? So you got you got yeah. Hook. Yeah. Which um, basketball game attendee? But here's the stuff I did in Denver. He's here. And then I followed up with Richard Chamberlain on Dream West. I played his cowboy right. officer, rode John Wayne's horse. Then I was with John Denver and another one. Rock Mountain Christmas High. Gift. And then I went worked with John Ritter and uh, Prison of Children. And then, and then I got the biggest game in town. The Warner Brothers came in with Women's Club. Mm-hmm. And I was a newbie. I was just right out of the box. And they cast me in a co-starring role with Maud Adams from Octopussy, right. Michael Perret from Streets of Fire, Eddie Velez from A-Team. It was just the four of us. And it's like, I couldn't believe it. It just blew my mind. And on the strength of that, I went to Hollywood, which was my That's mistake. the downfall. So you go, you go from a big frog in a small pond to a, you know, a big pond, and you're a small frog. And so... You know, I, I did okay, but I could have done better had I waited a little longer. Mm -hmm. 
My agent wanted me to wait because I was a little more slick. But anyway. Seasoned. I survived. A little, yeah, little she, more seasoned. Yeah, she told me, you're not slick enough. You'll never make it. But anyway, so. So working me. with John Ritter, who I'm a huge fan of John Ritter, um, I hear he was like one of the most genuine and happiest people to work with. What, were, what was your interactions and how much were you with on him on, I on made screen? a mistake and I must admit it. He was eating lunch and I asked him if I oh. get a picture. So he was not the happiest person with me. <laughs> but no, I, I'm sure he's a very happy guy. But, you know, I, it's my mistake. But anyway, it was a great... And I actually, I just found out. I always thought that I worked with somebody else, but it's actually... Uh, it was a Josh... Um, God, and now I can't remember his name. He's all over the place. Um, Barbara Streisand is married to a man named... Uh, it, it's his son. And I forgot to put his name down there, unfortunately. But you, Sure, I'll go yeah, with you on that one. I don't know. He, he was in uh, Country for Old Men or something like that. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm, New Country for Old Men. Um, New Country for Old Men. Uh, it was the... Uh, not Eastwood. It's... Um, huh? Yeah. So um, anyway, it's, I don't want to waste your time. No, nah, you're good, good, good. Look I get it up on IMDb. No, anybody. that's great. And um, and Richard Chamberlain. I mean, good God, Kevin Costner. And yeah. then, of course, Doc Hollywood. So that's well, Michael J. Fox. I skipped one. Uh, Raymond Burr. from, And I actually acted with him. And uh, Robert Goyome, too. I did a scene with him. So um, I started out with a bang here. I should have stayed here. But... I got ants on my pants and went to Hollywood, well, like a lot of people do. It happens. I mean, especially when you have Perry Mason, which was shot here, mm -hmm. primarily for the entire TV show. For several years? Yes. Um, have you watched the new Perry Mason? I got in on it. And they got me doing a scene with the star of that, the woman preacher. Yes. Yes. So, I did full circle. I am absolutely enamored with that show. Just the noir... And how they compose that, and Robert Downey Jr. and his wife's production company. It is coming back for season two. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you I, coming back? They haven't asked me back, but okay, uh, we'll see. We'll see. So, what was it like? I mean, like you said, you come full circle. I mean, yeah, what was later. What was that like? I mean, you getting like it was uh, surreal. I thought I can pinch myself, and I didn't want to, you know, shake the boat, right. and, and ask him for a role, but. Uh, I got hired anyway, and so, you know, it's just one of those things. I was one of the congregants that interacted with the, the, the minister, the right. male minister. Because okay, so they're, they're, they're buying role, the but, land that, you know, Perry yeah, Mason's yeah, house yeah. is on, which, <laughs> I mean, it's such a heartbreaking story, but yeah. it really fits well with the character in the whole Yeah, the Raymond would probably roll over in his grave, but... Uh, anyway. Do you think he would? I mean, because did you ever read the Perry Mason novels? Have you ever read those books? I have not. I, and, I, and reading them, I mean, it is kind of very... Um, reminiscent of the, the novels, and it's a little bit before them. So mm -hmm. yeah. what was, working with Raymond, what was his approach, and what do you think he would think right now? Well, he was a person, or even if you were, you have a principal actor, he wouldn't mm -hmm. talk to anyone below co-star. You know, and I, David Hasselhoff, on the other hand, was really nice to me and got a picture with me and the whole bit. And uh, so Raymond didn't talk, so I finally... Found out through production. I can say it now because he's deceased that right. he was gay. Nobody knew it at the no. time. Kind of like a Rock Hudson. Right, right. Kept people kept it secret. Somebody in production told me he was gay. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to get him to talk to me. And they said, his partner lives in Healdsburg. Mm -hmm. He operates the ranch. So I turned to Raymond. I said, uh, how's things in Healdsburg? 
And he turned to me. <laughs> he said, well, I don't get home very much. And then after that, it was a little strained. But he did talk to me. And uh, so you, ha you, you can see us uh, coming into the courtroom. He was following me. And he's got this strange look on his face like you slid him a bit but uh you know i'm gonna get you he did talk to me so <laughs> like, i didn't say a word to anybody else so his, his secret was safe but uh anyway I, he was a nice guy i guess but you just he wouldn't take pictures i never got one but stella street right actually i have a picture of her and i in front of the courthouse and years later at a convention in los angeles she was there with her son, William Catt. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went up to her and I said, remember this? She was in her 90s. She goes, oh, Larry, my God, you can be kicking everybody behind me in line is going, what are you just, you know, they're not real happy. But so, uh, you know, she, she signed a picture, another picture and gave it to me. And it was, it was great. And she died right afterwards. Wow. She's a very nice lady, wonderful person. But anyway, so. Um, so um, you have four projects going on. What can you talk about? What can you tell us? Can you give us a peek? Yeah. Okay. I'm doing one in Colorado Springs. Right really? After the festival. Yeah. Is I, is there a role for you to just kill me? I've been t I've been telling everybody so far in, in you know the filmmakers. I don't want speaking roles. I don't want to just I just want to be killed on screen. That's all I want. Well, we can see what you can do. For Done. You. Excellent. See, you heard it here first. <laughs> So what do you got going on in the Springs? Yeah, well, it's called Let Me Sleep. And I know it sounds like a sleepy film. And for the first half of the film, it is. It's okay. about a, an older guy who sleepwalks. He goes across uh, people's lawns. I play a little older guy. And, uh, and then he ends up in their houses. First, they're kind of annoyed slash amused. Right. And then as it progresses, he becomes, they become a little more annoyed and then terrified. And then people start dying, and they realize he's not a sleepwalker; he's possessed. And I won't say any more than that. But wow, yeah. It's, so now it's you're starring film. in this. Did you write this? Are you it, directing? Or no, what? I I'm just an actor. Who got auditioned for the role. Okay. But I do voices, so they. I think I got cast on my demon voice, like "Let me in," that sort of thing, and you know. So I went from a real. <laughs> I go from a real-time voice, like right. an older guy, uh, to this demon, and so that's what hooked him. They said, "You, you done. got it." It was one, one, one and done. I didn't even audition a second time, and they cast me six months later. Right. So I figured, you know, usually I walk away from things. I don't feel the rejection anymore. It's just like it was good to practice. It's like a, a free, you know, free acting lesson. Right. When you do it at home, and you know, my daughter takes the thing with a cell phone, and, you know, and, and reads with me. But so anyway, so that's one, and then I have another one in Chicago called uh, The Evil Three, about the, the most vicious uh, serial killers in the world, Michael Myers. Uh, there's two other ones, too, that you probably know, but they're all locked up in prison, um, and then they all escape at the same time. And so I'm, I'm a little part. I play a deputy sheriff in that. So uh, That probably doesn't end well for you. No. <laughs> I, I won't. I'll give you that much. But uh, no. anyway, so... I have to go October 1st and do that. So, you know, Wow, you're just all that. over the place. And I just finished one in L.A. before I came here mm -hmm. yesterday. Uh, the Mahal brothers have a something called Camp Pleasant Lake. I play a camp counselor. And it's a kiddie movie. 
but okay. it's a horror movie at the same time. So I had to wrangle the kids. You know, it's that's different. It's you know, different. I've done it before. They're fine. They're beautiful kids. So um, and, I'm not like, like WC. Yeah, right. it's not like WC said. You know, anybody who doesn't like kids or dogs can't be all bad. It's like no, they were they're no. fantastic. Blonde, blonde, little blonde children scare the shit out of me. I'm just gonna tell you that right now, Larry. They're they like, nope, I'm out. Nope, going that no, they way. They weren't all blonde. But anyway, <laughs> nowadays we have you know mixed race and everything, and it was beautiful. I thought, yes, we got the whole rainbow here. Right. So you know, I I love doing it. So. Another one, uh, God, I can think of all these things. Um, I did, uh, some, I have something coming up uh, maybe in the future. I don't know if it's kind of an iffy thing, so I can't even talk about that. No, that's fine. So out of everything, I mean, impressive. Yeah, God bless so much stuff. What's your favorite? I mean, what is the one that you're like, no matter what happens, and you always look back, you know, you're like, this was, this was I'm glad you money. asked me that because guess what? Saturday night from 8 to 9.30 and 9.30 to 11.30, I'm showing two movies, two of my favorite movies that I starred in. Okay. One was called Pan Man. It's a, it's a horror comedy. Right. The other one is called Frankenstein versus the Creature from Blend Cove. It's a, an homage to the 30s and 40s classic yes. monster movies. So I'm going to show both of those. It's a double feature. So... Everybody, come on out! That is spectacular. Because uh, so. I, I am a big fan of the older monster movies. I'm, uh, I have a huge heart pull towards like Vincent Price, Abbott, and Costello. Yes, because they were the highest paid actors of their day. And meets Frankenstein. Yes, meets Frankenstein, <laughs> The Invisible Man, oh, yeah, Dracula, was Dracula. It? They were the highest paid. That's how come they could get Lon Chaney and Bella oh, Lugosi, and all of them were werewolf. just fighting to yeah. be on the Abbott and Costello. Oh, I always want to do a werewolf movie because you know Lon Chaney played a werewolf called. His real name is Larry in the movie. Mm -hmm. And so my name's Larry. I thought, I got to be a werewolf. Or, so I got in a movie called American Werewolf. Or no, not American, uh, Hollywood Werewolf. Yeah, I was going to say, you're it's not, not released America. yet. It's not released yet. Okay. So it's called Hollywood Werewolf. See, he's, trying to, he's trying to mess with me because I didn't prepare. James Balsamo. Like, yes. Yeah. James is downstairs, actually, so, tonight. Yeah, so I was in, I, I'm melting with him and also several other ones, Alien Danger. So mm -hmm. they're showing some of those. and. Yeah, I mean, he's very prolific. He just, like, churns them out. And so I've been in a couple. I work with Eric Roberts and the last one, the last one I did. Uh, and uh, I'm just starring in one of them called uh, Jack Pepper Banshee Hunter. And so, anyway, it's... Uh, it's it's my head swimming for so much, so much action lately. And I... I can, I can understand. I, just, I mean, that's a lot to, to take on. But I'm excited to see the ones that you're... You know, that are your favorite. Because, of course, I mean, there's a lot of, like, energy and everything that goes into those those roles. Oh, I got to tell you real quick. Please. I, uh, I went to Hollywood, and uh, I got I got started in Denver. Mm -hmm. And I was working in the salvage yard. And I was kind of grungy and dirty, and I had a long beard. And I, they somebody said, you're pretty funny. You should either do stand-up or get an agent. Well, I did stand-up and got thrown out of the club and I won't even go into that story but uh, after that I went to an agent and the woman actually climbed the chair to get away from me because I was you know I tried to creeping. clean up as much as possible but then they hired me anyway uh, not hired me they signed me and uh, in those days they could give you lessons and represent you they can't do it anymore mm. but they did back then JF Images in mm -hmm. Denver she doesn't exist anymore but anyway so I started getting work like crazy after that mostly commercials and then print and then on the strength of the women's club, I went to Hollywood and 
there was a slide, there was a, a casting notice in Backstage West about we want a Jackie Gleason type. Well, I was a big boy because at Women's Club had me gain 30 pounds because uh, John Candy bailed on the project, so I took over for him. Okay. And so I ballooned up to over 200 pounds, and then I kept growing. Uh, so I, I was too stop. So I went uh, and auditioned for a Jackie Gleason lookalike. Right. And, and so I, I, I threw the script up in the air like John Madden just to get the casting director's attention, and it was called uh, The Double D Avenger. And so... Uh, I started delivering the lines, you know, I, I knew all my lines, and he started laughing so much he fell over in his chair. I went to pick him up, and he said, you are the funniest son of a bitch I've ever met in my life. I got two guys coming for callbacks tomorrow, but the hell with them. You got the job. He <laughs> cast me on the spot, and that's how I started in Hollywood. So it's just That's incredible. a great start, especially Gleason. I, I mean, Gleason is such I, he a was my favorite one, So I studied him, you know, and, and I loved everything about him. You know, well, I, watched, he, I watched his one interview that he did with Carson, and he's chain-smoking yeah. through, like, oh, the yeah. whole thing. I mean, he had, I, I swear to God, he had, like, yeah. five cigarettes while he's sitting yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was talking about touring Area 50, 51. Yeah. And, on, and Carson is just like glued <laughs> to the story. And Gleason's just so. Oh, gosh. So I went to Area 51. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love those little vignettes on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You can see, I was like, oh, my God. It's a, and, it, you know, he's one of my favorites. And so. I, I nailed that one, and I did 40 projects with William Winkler after that, and mostly anime. We did two features, Double D Avenger, which is a comedy fantasy, right. with Kitna Tividad, who was the biggest stripper in the world. And then uh, after that, I did Frankenstein, which I'm going to show. So, so are you are you more comfortable in, like, the, the voiceover role, or you, you like getting out there and strutting your stuff? What's, what's I, easiest for I you? I love both, actually. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm not afraid of the camera. And I, I'm a very Aww. big actor, but, but I can be brought down. You know, I did Beetleborgs, if you remember that. I do. And I went to audition for it, and I was so over the top. The producer said uh, sarcastically, Larry, can you bring that up a couple notches? You know, that sort of thing. So they, they actually loved my performance. And so I did uh, the last episode of Beetleborgs Metallics. They were going to have me repeat the role of Rudy McDougal, mm -hmm. the comic book publisher, but they went off after that. It was the last episode they ever did, or I would have brought come back for the next season. Right. So, yeah. Were you a big, big nerd growing up? Were you a big comic book guy? Or? Yes. Really? I, a, I had an incredible comic book collection, but when Mom I threw it out. Mom, guess what? You're right. Mom didn't throw it out. She sold it. She said, Larry, I got 10 cents a piece. This guy came with a truck, and I sold them all. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I could have been a millionaire, but Unbeknownst to her, I hid some of them in a trunk. Nice. So I still got them. Okay. And they're going up and up and yeah. up in value. And I got the original Iron Man, the original this and that, X-Men. Oh, we need to talk so after all. We're talking thousands of dollars. Yes. Yes. I did something right in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we follow you? What's what's the best way to stalk you? Where are you at? Where 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 can we go to see you? Well, I'm on IMDb, of course. Of course. You can check that out. And then I'm on Facebook. And so okay. I'm actually public. So you can chat with me anytime. Okay. I'm not private. Okay. So what, and what, Instagram. What, what's the name that they need to search for? <laughs> G. Larry Butler or G. Yeah. Larry Butler? G. Larry Butler. I, okay. I got the name G. Larry Butler because when I came to town, Willie Nelson's band leader slash actor owned the name of Larry Butler. They said, you can't have Larry Butler. So I said, what do you mean? He said, in those days, you couldn't do that. Right, you can't. You couldn't There's, double up. Yeah. So they said, I said, I, what am I going to do? My first name's George. 
How about G. Larry Butler? And people were forced to go, G. Larry Butler. So my agent loved it, and that was it. It stuck. So to this day, they can find me on a casting sheet. Look for that G. You know, and like, G. Excellent. <laughs> well, Larry, thank yeah, you for sitting here with us. I'm making? excited to see your films and come by the table and see what you got. Yeah, thank you. Um, Give them a like, give them a share. Give us a like, give us a share. Yeah. But in the meantime, run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind. Good night. <laughs>